Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz get back to their winning ways with their first win of the year in their purple jerseys. And they get their first win at home, 117-102 against Dallas. Shot making was vital. Defense and keeping them out of transition was equally as important. We'll talk about all those things, plus Donovan Mitchell got his vibe back. That all coming up on Postcast. Today's edition of Postcast brought to you in part by the store at 6200 South and 20th East. Ron, the Jazz really did a fabulous job tonight of keeping Dallas out of transition. Now, Dallas played last night, probably didn't come with a lot of juice, but this is a team that was number one in the league in transition. They were not very good in the half court, about 25th in the league, and this is something the Jazz did not do well against Toronto. So what was different about the way the Jazz approached transition defense tonight? Well, th that was the priority, was, was to try to stop them in, in transition. They had pickup points about the three-point line, and then they wanted to channel to one side or the other, and that way you could you could zone the backside and, and stop them from getting all the way to the basket. I thought they did a pretty good job of that, but it didn't help, hurt rather, that the Jazz started off the ball game making, you know, making shots, making threes. The, the, Matter of fact, Joe Ingles' two threes came early in, in that first quarter. And they were corner threes, which is a big part of the Jazz offense. Jazz are the third best team in the NBA getting corner threes. Mavericks are about 26th in the league in allowing. And the, one of the problems with the Jazz, they were 29th in the league in making corner threes. I even sent you a really depressing text about yeah, it this morning about how bad our corner three shooting was in some of the individuals. But that was important, Ron. I mean, we can get into this league about everything else, but you've got to make looks, and they made looks early. I find it fascinating, and it's hard to, to believe that, that the corner three, which is the closest three-point shot, and how important they are and, and, and how teams get so many of them. When you know that you know teams are trying to get those, but it's it's just hard to to stop teams from from getting them throughout the, with their offense. Well, let's walk through it for a second, Ron, because I think it's fascinating, and I think it's actually as much as you can be kind of you don't want to play telestrator on the radio because that gets ugly. We actually can make some sense of it. Let's just pretend the Jazz are running a high pick and roll with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. So this is at the top of the key straight away. The Jazz in every single offensive set have a guy in each corner. There's now the fifth guy is on either side above the ball. Yeah. So if you're going to guard him, there's not a lot you can do. you got to guard that guy. If you don't guard him, they're going to pass it to him. So you run the pick and roll, and as Rudy rolls to the basket, you yeah. e have no choice but to either switch it. Now Rudy's being guarded by a very small guy, or, and Donovan is now being guarded by a big guy he can probably beat. Or, most likely, you're going to have to bring a third guy into the picture and where are you bringing him from, Ron? You bring him from the corner. And that opens up a corner three, and that's why you, if 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 you're a defense against the Jazz, you are, all, what Quinn Snyder is for, trying to force you to do, despite all the other elegance of all of our sets, is down to that decision right there. Are you going to leave one of the guys in the corner to help on Rudy Gobert, and if you don't, then we're going to try to lob it up to Rudy. Yeah, and and to, to help you with that and to back that up, one of the corner threes is going to be open because remember Denver Nuggets, they stayed at home on the on the strong side, brought Paul Millsap from the weak side uh, to, to try to stop the lob there from, from uh, Rudy Gobert. That left the, the, the weak side of the floor with, with the corner three open. So one of them is going to be open. So it's a super important shot for the Jazz. I don't know what the final numbers were tonight on the corner three. I might be able to find it here for a second. But the other thing that's going on, Ron, uh, my final numbers, it looks like the Jazz were only four of 13 on the corner three after making the first two, but getting 13 of them, and one of the biggest ones was the Jay Crowder shot late. The other thing the Jazz are doing, Ron, is they had 35 shots at the rim. The Jazz are getting over 40% of their offensive shots at 
the rim. How are they doing that? Well, and then they got 35 three-point shots up, right? Is that 30? They end up getting yep. 37 three-point shot field goals. So they're doing that strictly by you breaking the paint. And, and Rubio does a great job of extending his dribble, forcing the big man to stay with him so he can get lobs. And then uh, when they put teams in their blender, as Quinn Snyder likes to call it, I call it a passing game, uh, they're able to, sooner or later, the defense is going to break down with their dribble handoffs or with the pick and roll. And, and I think Royce O'Neal is one of the better ones, as you mentioned, about the go and catch where he catches and he just goes strong to, strong to the basket. That kind of offense is always going to work if you execute it, if you run a good route, and even when you set good screens. And so the Jazz did a very good job with that tonight. You know, one of the great things tonight and it is, is the way Alec Burks is playing. This team needs an offensive boost off the bench when Donovan Mitchell's not on the floor. And Alec Burks was just great tonight. If he can continue to play like that and be the threat, threat to put up big numbers, even if it's 15, 16, 17 points at a high, sometimes 20, if he's that threat, then that's Quinn Snyder's going to love him because they, they can put him in the ball game. He can generate. He can make some things happen, get some points off the bench, uh, give guys a rest. And if guys are playing, not playing that well, he could be the guy that might get 25, 30 minutes in the ball game. So he, he could be very important for the Jazz this year. And back to the conversation we were having a moment ago, you got two guys in the corner. A.B. should have some room. Yeah. To, you spread that floor. A.B. should have some room to go to work. But maybe the most impressive thing about A.B., has been his consistent defensive effort in his catch-and-shoot game. Yeah, he's really worked on his game, it looks like, over the summer. Uh, obviously, he wanted to be a better three-point shooter. Uh, and, and and like I said during, on the air, you know, I had talked to his father about those, hyper, not, those not high percentage moves or uh, shots at the rim that, you know, was, was hurting him as far as being able to get playing time on the floor, and he agreed. So maybe A.B. is looking at I was looking at the, the Dallas Mavericks. You said something about the, the starting five not being a very good first-quarter team. Their starting five is comes in at minus 10 per 100 possessions. Tonight, minus 16, minus 16, minus 15, minus 22, minus 17. And really, the Jazz starting lineup is not very good either this mm -hmm. year. They led it 18 to 12, but the game changed when the Jazz went to their bench, stretched it out. Jay Crowder on the floor, spreading the floor out really helps so a little bit of that pick and roll conversation that we were having rudy is not getting looks at the rim when on the floor with favors because they bring the guy off the corner forcing favors to take that corner three Derek hit one of the early ones tonight yeah um yeah he was one of the ones that did hit a corner three so it's just wonder you know the the rotation or uh the substitution pattern you know is, is that will that end up changing for the most part here in the near future a little subtle switch tonight by quinn maybe because of the ankle but donovan played six minute stretches tonight three what he finished with about 33 minutes 30 32 30. minutes he played about three different stretches that were each half so he ended up playing probably six five minute stretches what it did is it allowed donovan to come back with the second unit and play with dante for a little bit We'll see whether that was something regular or that'll be new. And that and Donovan got that dunk, and it seemed to kind of re bring back his mojo. Yeah, what a heck of a dunk. He had two of them. And I'm going to predict that that will be number one and number two in the top ten on ESPN. Sounds like there was a Demotis Sabonis oh, dunk really? on Joel Embiid tonight Ooh. that was bona fide. So we'll have to check that out. That is postcast. Great win by the Jazz tonight. Trying to make sure I didn't forget any of our guys who had a really good night. Jay Crowder, we mentioned, was really super plus 14 tonight. No one in the 
minus except for Udo, who only played a minute and 58. Love the move by Quinn Snyder to go to Rudy Gobert with five fouls with seven minutes left. left him, let him foul out. Biggest mistake you can make is put him on the bench so long that he finishes with five fouls, and you always have to wonder how many more minutes you could have got out of him. Great job there by Quinn. That wraps up Postcast. Have a great night.